The Holy Gospel according to Luke in the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the Lord, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. So today is an auspicious day in my family. It is my grandmother's 90th birthday. And I know that sometimes my mom shares the sermons with her, and I'm not sure which one she'll share. So I'd like to invite you to say, happy birthday, Grandma Ruth, with me. So we'll do that together. Ready? Happy birthday, Grandma Ruth. Thank you. Wonderful. It's a joyful and celebratory occasion for my whole family. My uncle flew in from Texas. It's good. I'm so happy for her. But today I'm thinking a lot about her life. My grandmother was born way back in 1932. She was born during the peak of the Great Depression. And she happened to be the youngest of a number of siblings. Uh, when she was born, my family owned a farm at that time in Iowa, um, but they soon came to realize that they couldn't quite take care of my grandmother very well, so she went to live with her sister in Nebraska during that time. So she grew up in Nebraska with this sister, um, and eventually she did move back to Iowa. Um, she was a teller at a bank there, and eventually she met my grandpa, Robert. When I asked my grandmother how he had proposed to her, she told me, well, he just kept driving me home from the dances, and eventually we got married. So... <laughs> but then my mom was born in 1956. She was the oldest of three siblings, and she had my sister in 1982 and me in 1991. I've been thinking a lot about my grandmother's life and about how three generations of women interact with each other and also how me and my grandma have always interacted with each other. By the time I started kindergarten, my grandma had come to live with us to help my mom out. I remember in the morning she used to make me Pop-Tarts and hand deliver them to me in my bedroom. She used to let me wear this poodle skirt to kindergarten. That was definitely a Halloween costume. <laughs> she used to let me cheat at Skippo. 
but most of all, I remember her sleeping across from me in her twin-sized bed, reading her Bible at night after she would read Harry Potter to me. Our theme for this Advent season is from generation to generation. And a lot of our devotionals, if you have been reading them, have emphasized the different relationships between those who had that first-hand experience of welcoming Jesus into the world. And today we get to hear the story of Mary and her cousin Elizabeth two generations of women and their relationship with each other. I absolutely adore this reading for today. I love the part at the very beginning when Mary goes with great haste to Elizabeth's house. Last week after Pastor Andrew preached on Joseph's experience about learning about Mary's pregnancy, I began to think just a little bit more about Mary's experience and all that Mary brought with her when she hastened to Elizabeth's house. Two weeks ago, when we heard the story of Mary being greeted by the angel and getting that wild news, the news that she's pregnant with a holy baby, the angel tells her something that she definitely probably needed to hear. The angel says, do not be afraid. Yes, very good. And I think Mary needed to hear that because one, angels are kind of scary, and two, she was not expecting to be visited by one and get the offer of having a holy baby. The text then says that Mary herself was perplexed and pondered what this might mean. Now, I feel it in my very soul, and I am almost a thousand percent sure that when the text says perplexed and pondered, it's really just a very nice way of saying that Mary was freaking out. (laughs) I know we love to imagine Mary as beautiful and serene, and she's got it all together. She's very thoughtful, but... Who, who would ever have a really serene response to this kind of experience? Who could be visited by an angel and just be kind of chill about it? Nobody. That's the answer. Nobody. (laughs) I am sure that she panicked about what being pregnant as a young girl might mean. The shame she might experience in her community as a potentially unwed mother how she would tell Joseph, how she would tell her parents, maybe her siblings, Elizabeth now, and what this meant for her future. I am sure that she was overwhelmed as all get out for what it meant to be carrying the Messiah, to be told that your child is going to be the one who's going to carry the hopes and the dreams of God that has been held by your community for the past thousand or fifteen hundred years ago, from generation to generation. And so, I really believe that pondered and perplexed led to panic when she packed herself up with haste to go visit her older and presumably wise and thoughtful cousin Elizabeth. 
who also happened to be pregnant. Now, the other bit of the story that we don't get in our text today is that Elizabeth is also miraculously pregnant. She is called a barren, which is not a nice thing to say about somebody, but she's called a barren old lady, and she's newly pregnant with this miraculous child. And so Mary goes to her, and on the threshold of Elizabeth's door, as she carries the new baby within her, I imagine Mary carried all those fears and anxieties and pressure and weight of what sharing that news that she received from the angel might be. And I wonder if she is surprised. I wonder if she is surprised when Elizabeth returns her greeting with a proclamation of belief and joy. I wonder if it is so much more than she expected. This joy that is so wholehearted and so physical that the child in Elizabeth's womb leaps for joy as well. And so from one generation to the next, God's love is shown to them. And Mary gets what she needs at the door. This week, as I had been thinking about the generations of my own family, I'd really been trying to think of a really good nugget of wisdom that my grandmother has shared with me throughout her life. And I'm sorry, Grandma, but I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> this is probably my own fault, my own memory. I know she probably has a lot of wisdom to share. The only thing I could actually think of was one time when my sister newly got her license and we were all driving together and my sister might have been speeding a little bit and my grandma yelled at her in the back of the car that she was going to kill us all. <laughs> Which happens to be a nugget of wisdom as well. But I don't particularly remember any nuggets that she shared. But what I do remember about my grandmother is that she was always, always there for me. She was always present, caregiving, loving. And even when I talk to her on the phone now, she never fails to tell me that she loves me. I don't know if Mary needed any particular wisdom from Elizabeth. I think she just needed to know that Elizabeth would be there for her. But then she gets so much more than I imagined she expected. She gets this overwhelming joy and hope that Elizabeth shares. And that is something that we shouldn't take for granted. We shouldn't take for granted the presence of hope or joy. For we know that there is a lot of doom and gloom in this world. It's very, very real. It's all around us. It's ever-present. Maybe it's the weather. For me, it's the weather a lot. It's the news cycle. It's just things happening in life sometimes. Life can be very difficult. And... When there is joy, it doesn't mean that the pain goes away. 
But our text for today is a reminder that it's not a sin to be joyful, even in the midst of a world in need. For Mary and Elizabeth, they lived through a really tough time. A tough time for women, a tough time for giving birth, for their community. Things were very, very far from perfect or good. One thing that reflecting on my grandmother's life has taught me is that times do change. Things do change. But often we just exchange one tumultuous experience for another. Besides that brief moment in the Garden of Eden, the world has really never been a perfect or good place. There was never really a time where everything was great for everyone. Now, I don't really know what Mary expected when she went to visit her older cousin Elizabeth, but I do know that she probably came full of fear. And what she received, the joy of Elizabeth's presence that greeted her, it must have been unexpected. And that's a reminder for us as well that even when our world and our lives can seem like they're in the depths of despair, somehow, somehow joy creeps in. And often it is, especially when we least expect it, somehow hope tends to find a way. That is so true for Mary, and that is true for us today. Because where God is present, Joy is present. And joy is present in these moments with us today, in the joy of our community, in just being able to be together this Christmas season. And I'm sure joy is in each and every one of your homes, wherever you might rest your head. It's in those people you love gathered near to you. It's in the preparation of the season, whether it's the smell of the tree and excitement for giving a present, maybe the many treats that you've already consumed. I'm not going to call anyone out, but it's me. (laughs) Or it might be just the TV turned on to that great Yule Log program on Netflix. Joy is indeed present. It's present in the small and the big things. It's present because God is present in this journey to Christmas Eve. And God is present in every nook and cranny of our lives. So even if today you are like Mary and you come with maybe some fear and anxiety or just the unknown, remember that joy will always find a way in. Joy will always greet you at the threshold, especially when you least expect it. Amen.